0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels.
1: Well, welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. It's my privilege to welcome into this episode from the Department of Health and Kinesiology, Dr. Tim Gavin. Tim, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
0: Great, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Well,
1: it's great to have you on. Excited to talk about uh, what you do up at Purdue and talking about health health and healthy lifestyle lifestyles and uh your recent EIM week you uh, celebrated we'll get into what that means here in a few minutes Uh, before we jump into that let's just let our listeners get to know you a little bit more tell us about where you're from you know where you grew up and then how you eventually made your way to Purdue
0: well thanks so much yeah uh, as I said I'm excited to be here so I actually grew up in South Bend Indiana and um, I have to be honest all, all of my Purdue Boilermaker family here that uh I did go to a different Big Ten school that is in the state of Indiana. So uh, if you come looking for me, Adam, on on the website or something, you're gonna figure that out pretty quick. Um, I do have to mention as well, because this always seems to be what saves the day for me, given my my educational background, is that uh, my wife is a Purdue graduate. So uh, we've got good bloodlines running through us, but I always feel fortunate to have been part of two outstanding institutions. But I grew up in South Bend, Indiana, and then uh, haven't gone to school. And then uh, one of the things you do, I got my PhD um, down in Bloomington as well. And then I did what's called a postdoctoral fellowship, which is a very common thing to do for people looking to be in uh, research, active programs in universities like Purdue. Um it's very similar to um, residency in that you have your degree, but you're really improving your skill in that. I was at the University of California, San Diego at the School of Medicine, and I was there um, as a postdoc and as a junior faculty member um, for four years. And then uh, we moved from San Diego to uh, Greenville, North Carolina, which is where East Carolina University is. I was there in the Department of Kinesiology and at the School of Medicine for 12 years. And then this is now our 11th year here at Purdue and being back in Indiana.
1: Wow. Yeah. Feel good to be back in the Hoosier State.
0: It does. It does. You know, it's really great to be with people who understand basketball. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right.
1: And you you (laughs) mentioned uh, growing up in South Bend. Does that make you, did you grow up an Irish fan then too?
0: I did. I have a family (laughs) member who uh, my brother went to Notre Dame and we grew up with that. That was just something um, that my family was always engaged in. We had season tickets to Notre Dame football, Notre Dame basketball games and really got to enjoy it. I would say My true love for collegiate athletics, and I love going to Boiler Games and uh, going to seeing college games on TV and everything really stems from all those exposures that I had growing up in South Bend and spending some Saturday afternoons uh, on the north side of South Bend
1: yeah well while we're talking about notre dame i guess i should i want to make sure i gave a a shout out and a thank you to uh greg margison over from the american college of sports medicine who connected us uh, for this episode today so shout out to him i know he's a big uh notre dame irish fan as well so we can uh we can look past those things uh for the sake of today's (laughs) podcast
0: (laughs) and i appreciate you doing that for me
1: (laughs) hey my brother my brother is an iu graduate too so we have a A friendly, brotherly uh, rivalry there as well. So it's all good. I'll tell
0: you what's fun too is uh, my wife and I, we have two sons. One's. Our oldest son's at Purdue and our younger son's in Bloomington. So we always <laughs> like to joke that the, the, the scales, the balances in the Gavin family have, have are not tipping any direction now. We're, uh, we're even keeled again.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Got to keep it balanced. <laughs> well, let's talk about, you are a Boilermaker now, so we'll focus on that for today. And right. talk, talk about your role as a professor at Purdue.
0: Yeah, so I'm a professor here in the Department of Health and Kinesiology, but I also serve as the department head. So I have a couple of different hats that I wear: research, teaching, as well as uh, being involved in the the um, management of the department and trying to continuously move forward. You know, as as even the full steam ahead. You know, I still remember when I um, came to Purdue and interviewed, and it was really thinking about how we use that in the analogy, right, of the boilermaker and, and of the boilermaker special and the train and how that actually is propelling us forward.
1: That's awesome. And then as in your department with the health as a department head and as a professor, talk about the importance of your field and just promoting healthy lifestyles to your students and those who you interact with.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I'll be honest, I'm, I definitely drink the Kool-Aid, so I, I I have to admit that I'm, I'm a practitioner as, as well as an influencer or a preacher, whatever you might want to say, but I, I fundamentally believe that in all the data suggests this, that for us to actually be at our optimum health, we have to be engaging in regular physical activity, and when we're not doing that, that we're actually not the best that we could be, and it's, but it's a scale. Right. So we get we know people who are able to get adequate amounts of physical activity, have much lower risk for many diseases, cardiovascular, metabolic um, age related diseases, neural diseases. There it's really hard to think of systems in our body that are not um, impacted by. Regular physical activity. And we know that when people are really sedentary or not getting any physical activity, which unfortunately constitutes almost 25% to 30% of all Americans don't get any physical activity, that that actually is increasing their risk for premature death and increasing their risk for chronic diseases. And when we have these chronic diseases, we don't often understand that those actually have day-to-day implications about how we live how we feel and it's so important to by getting our physical activity that we can minimize that and we actually we're healthier we're happier we're less depressed we're less anxious so it, it really is i hate to say it it really hits so many things And there's really very few side effects to it. So it's something that we recommend for everybody there. It's really rare that we run into any, even any really severe medical conditions where someone being more active is counterindicated.
1: And and help get that word out. You guys recently had the EMI or the Exercises Medicine Week uh, just recently. You guys celebrated. Talk about the importance of that and helping getting that word out what you were just talking about.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that we think, too, is it, and you know, it's easy to think that when we look at our, our college students, that they're super healthy. OK, we definitely see students running around on campus, students being engaged at the rec center, students bike riding, things like this. But what we also know is there is a large percentage of our students who are not active. There's a large percentage of our students that have at least one cardiovascular risk factor whether it's hypertension. We think now probably up to a third of the undergraduate students are hypertensive. So we see young folks, we see our younger students or our younger adults, and we think they're healthy. And what I would usually say is they're just young now, and when you add up these risk factors, that's gonna lead to early onset of chronic disease, and it's gonna have a negative impact on life expectancy. So, it's just that it hasn't accumulated yet the years of those exposures and unfortunately too it's not just college students where we're seeing this we're seeing some of these things even younger and younger we're seeing more youth developing what we used to call adult onset diabetes and i bring these up because we know if you're regularly physically active your risk for being hypertensive is lower we know if you start exercising when you're hypertensive Your blood pressure can go down. We know if you exercise that your chances of being a type 2 diabetic is lower. And we know if you are a type 2 diabetic that exercising can actually help, if not reverse it, or at least reduce your needs for um, uh, some type of diabetic drug. And so we just celebrated Exercise and Medicine Week. I like to say it's my favorite week of the fall. Uh, Anybody who ever follows me on Twitter knows that that's what I tweet every year, and I'm constantly talking about what we do. And so for us, it does a couple of things. One is it allows us to get into our Purdue community. It allows us to expose people and see, we want you to be active. What we're not saying is, we want you to run a marathon. (laughs) What we are saying is, how can you get activity, right? So like one of the one of our days this year was, uh, the, and the students, this is a class I teach called Exercises Medicine. And these are activities we do a Monday through Friday of the week. It's anchored by a couple of things on Wednesday. Uh, the Dean of the College of Health and Human Sciences, Marion Underwood, she leads a mile walk around campus with our students. We pick people up as we go along. It's kind of like a train, awesome. right? We make stops along the way and we pick people up. To help them get more active, and by being in a big group, what we're hoping they see is, you can be social while you do this, and you can walking's a great activity. You you can come along, get some. So one of the things, in, if if my students ever caught a hold of this here, they would hear me say because they know I say this all the time. People ask me how much activity should I get. You should get some. If you're not getting any, getting some is better than none, and getting more than some is better. So if you're doing nothing now, if you can get some activity, you're going to get a lot of health benefits to it. So we do this week where we had different events. Um, we did blast from the past and the students, the students get to pick what they want to do, right? they get to decide what it is. They organize it. They decide where they want to do it. But we had things like hopscotch. Well, come and just hopscotch with us. Come and do some jumping rope with us. Those two things I could do. They also brought hula hoops, which I can tell you, is not one of my better activities
1: but i try it
0: right so it allows our students to think about ways they can engage their fellow Purdue students and for us the other thing we talk about too is this is your community you know as much about this community as you do any community maybe even more so than what you know when you grew up but when you leave Purdue, and I always like to talk about this too I say, because you're going to graduate, I have <laughs> complete confidence in that, You're gonna, you're going to leave here and you're going to be community members and you're going to be our advocates for how do we make policy changes that can lead to people getting more physical activity. And you're going to be this advocate and you're going to be the person who's going to be doing what I'm doing right now with you, which is advocating for all these things. You're going to have to be that person in your community so if you can learn to hear what we do at Purdue and how you can do it in this size community, now you can start thinking about how you do that when you now live in a larger city or you go to someplace and now you have your own kids and you want your own kids to be able to be feel safe. Can they go to school, safe routes to schools? Do we have complete streets where everybody can be active sidewalks, bike lanes, things like this. So we try and expose them to those things in class. And then we try and get them to practice some of those things through Exercises Medicine Week.
1: That's awesome. And talk about the response from whether it's your students or just, a, like you mentioned, just picking up kids around the campus as you guys are doing those walks. Just talk about the response you've gotten from the, the student body.
0: Well, the student body, one, sometimes we get great responses. Uh, so Sometimes we get some interesting looks. <laughs> Usually that's what when someone like myself is actually doing the hula hooping. <laughs> but it's our students and what our students realize too is sometimes you just need to engage someone Mm -hmm. and many times our student the students uh, the students in my class will engage with the students walking past them and you can see them like like they're like I'll do hopscotch and it allows them to think about times and it's really trying to relate to there's different things right different ways you can be active so we had a push-up challenge one day (laughs) <laughs> right how many push-ups can you do who can do the most push-ups things like this we had another day where we had our Dean walk but that was also when we did our EIM walking challenge okay so there's uh probably about 10 or 15 universities that we get together and try to challenge each other over the month everybody picks a day and you can have any of your faculty staff students alumni Purdue people log they're walking miles. So I don't want to brag, but we we had people tell us, and we logged 622 and a half miles of walking that day. And we were competing with one of our Big Ten peers, Penn State, and I, I'm not trying to brag, but one of us had four times more walking miles that day than the other institution. And the one that had the most was us, but I'm not bragging.
1: Hey, it's okay. Sometimes, right? We gotta, we gotta take our wins where we can get them, right?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's all of that's good. I think that's one of the things that you know we talk a lot about. It, and i I love athletics, as you know. And so when the boilers are playing, I'm room for the boilers to win. But one of the things that we definitely have in athletics is we try and work together, right? Yeah. The Big Ten Academic Alliance, our partners across the Big Ten. If we can do something that will help your students be more active help them lead healthier lives we're happy to share what that is and we have our colleagues at penn state we go back and forth and we talk and they'll teach in my class i'll talk in their classes so it really just trying to say like hey this is different ways to think about trying to achieve the same goals which is we want our students to be healthy the other thing we know too is if you pick up good habits when you're young you have a much greater chance of practicing those habits when you get older and we also know people who have good habits as parents pass those good habits along to their kids and that's very true with physical activity as well
1: that's awesome i'm glad you mentioned that and to follow up with that too and you kind of touched about this a few minutes ago when you're talking about just getting some just getting some tips you know for somebody who might have kind of maybe was an athlete in their past or whatever and just maybe a little overweight now or just discouraged or where to start Is it just as simple as hey, get out and go for a 10-minute walk and then build on that for the next day or next week? Uh, And would you add to that? Or is it as simple as, hey, just get out there and and start somewhere and then go from there?
0: That's exactly it, right? There, we can, as a scientist and as someone who's interested in clinical science and, and how we use exercise truly as medicine, or how it really helps, we have interests on. What's the best prescription? How much gives you the maximum dosage and the biggest benefits? But at the same time, doing something has benefit. Mm. Recent study came out talking about every 2,000 steps helps you. Mm. So if you go from zero to 2,000, right? And it's really easy for many of us. I think my students are usually surprised. We talked about this in class when we talked, when we talked about this study that said every 2,000 steps, up to 10,000 has benefits for you. I said, I came into class. I said, I parked right outside the building. I walked in. I currently have 100 steps for the whole day or some really (laughs) tiny amount. And the students are like, well, I have 7,000 already. (laughs) Well, that's what you get when you're walking around the West Lafayette campus. Mm -hmm. But I don't do that much walking because I have a a job. Mm -hmm. So really trying to get folks to say, do something. You know, of course, what we really want you to do is we want you to get more activity, higher intensity. We know more activity has benefit, mm-hmm. higher intensity that activity has benefit. Walking is good. You can walk faster. There's, we know that there's a greater benefit to that. The other piece, too, that not to lose track of is that we also want to make sure that we have muscular strength. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned earlier we did push up day, which for college students is pretty easy. <laughs> um not everybody can do a push-up not but for a 41
1: year can. old overweight man no.
0: <laughs> well but it's like doing things that also allow us to keep our strength as we get older our strength losses have a really negative impact on our quality of life our ability to do daily tasks and it doesn't have to be I have a gym membership it can be weight right So even if you're doing squats where you're just using your own body weight or you have a couple, you know, we talk about maybe a couple of cans of soup in your hands or some (laughs) small barbells or something. But what you're doing is gaining strength Hmm. and that's going to lead to better overall health and better maintenance of daily activities. So yeah, even a little bit of each of those is going to give you some benefit. And what I always hope happens is you realize if I did a little, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And maybe I'm willing to do a little bit more. Yeah. So if you walked around the block this week, let's do two blocks, maybe, you know, in a little bit of time. Yeah. But we also worry about, and I want to mention this too, is that we also worry about, there's a lot of our fellow citizens, citizens of the state of Indiana across the country who struggle with having communities where they feel safe being active or where they have good access to parks and so it really is takes a whole team approach Mm -hmm. both from the local all the way through the state and the national levels to help us be able to build the communities we want where people can get their physical activity where they don't have to drive places to be able to be active so the more we can do those the more we can invest in communities and build communities that are complete that allow everybody to engage in physical activity is gonna give us by far the biggest the biggest bang.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. That's some really good stuff, Tim. Um, touched on a lot uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here. Anything I haven't asked that you also wanna mention?
0: You know, just uh, how much I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to talk about how much we really need to try and keep thinking about it. And I always wanna leave with some is better than none. <laughs> and more is better than some. And don't be discouraged, right? There's so many benefits to it. If you need a social partner, find a social partner. If you need to use online, use online. Whatever it is that works for you is what makes sense. Yeah. It's not what works for me, it's what works for you. But doing something is going to give you some benefits, no matter your age, no matter your health conditions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, well, thanks for sharing all that, Tim. I'm so encouraged myself just listening to you talk. And, man, it's making me wish I would have been able to take one of your classes as, as well. So, hey, and then also. Oh, you can
0: come on back. <laughs> I'd be happy to have you. you. You can come in and sit on them. Come on up to West Lafayette. Be happy to have you sit on a class, see what we do if that's ever of interest to you, Adam, anytime. Anytime, awesome. my friend.
1: Well, thank you for the invite. That sounds awesome. Hey, and then, as we're wrapping up, too, just for our listeners or anybody who's uh, watching this interview on our website, um, so I can maybe provide them some links anywhere if they're watching or listening to this and want to learn more from Purdue and the Department of Health and Kinesiology or about what you've been talking about, where would you direct them?
0: So a couple of different places. One, we're on the web everywhere. So if you Google Purdue Health and Kinesiology, you'll come straight to us. Um, they're happy to drop me an email. And my email is on that website. I'm one at Purdue. the number one at purdue.edu. We also are on Twitter uh, HKPurdue at HKPurdue. So try and find us. We're always trying to make sure we're pushing out good messages. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Tim Gavin with the number one behind it. Um, So we're always trying to send out information that people we hope is gonna be beneficial for folks and anything we can do to help. We're always really wanna try and make a difference.
1: That's awesome. Tim, thank you so much for sharing all that. Again, if you're watching this episode on the website, I'll put all those things down in a link. If you just scroll down a little bit in the article, you can be able to easily link all those things as they're uh, there as well. So Tim, thank you so much for your time uh, today. I'm so glad to have uh, gotten to meet you through this and just share your message.
0: Well, thank you and Boiler Up.
1: Boiler Up. A reminder, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at FullSteamPod and you can find the full video interviews on the Fox 59 and CBS 4 website. You can also listen to subscribe, like, and or comment on the podcasts on all the major podcast platforms, including now on Amazon Podcasts as well. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.